Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Due to technical difficulties, this week's Shi'ar on Parshas Matos Masei will be audio only. At the end of Parshas Chukas, we read about how the Bnei Yisrael conquered the lands of Sichon Ve'oig, two lands that lie somewhere to the east of Eretz Yisrael. And in this week, Parshas Matos, we read that the Bnei God Uvenei Ruvain, the tribes of God and Reuven, decided that they would like to live in that land. These two tribes had Miknerav, they had a large amount of cattle, and they saw that these lands of Sichon Ve'oig were very good lands for pasturing their cattle and their sheep. <clears throat> and therefore they approached Meshur Rabbeinu with the idea that they would like to stay here in the Averhayarden on the eastern side of the Jordan River and take their inheritance there. Moshe Rabbeinu vehemently opposes the idea. He says, you are discouraging the other tribes from going across the Yardin and fighting battles to conquer the main parts of Eretz Yisrael. He said, you're, you're just as bad as the Maraglim, who also discouraged the people from going across and conquering Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, the Bnei God and the Bnei Ruvain came up with a plan. And we read in Perak Lamed Base, Pasik Tezayan, Vayigshu Elav, that the Bnei God and the Bnei they approached Moshe, Vayemru, and they said, Gidrois Sain Nivnele Miknenu Po, enclosures, fences for our sheep, we will build for our possessions here. The Arim Litapenu, and we will build cities for our children. And we will arm ourselves and go quickly across the border to in front of Bnei Yisrael. Until we will have brought them to their place. In the meantime, our children will dwell in these fortified cities that we will prepare for them. Mipnei Yoshve Horitz, that we will build for them, build for them because of the people who dwell on the land. We don't want the, our children to be attacked, so we will build for them fortified cities. We will go across the Yarden with everyone else. We will help them uh, become established in the land of Eretz Yisrael. And then we will come back to the Averha Yarden, to the eastern side of the Jordan River, and we will have our nice land for our sheep and cattle. This was their plan. Moshe Rabbeinu said, okay. It says in Pasuk Chof, uh, Moshe said to them, If you will do this thing, if you will arm yourselves for war, and you will go in front of everyone else until you have helped them conquer the land of, of Israel, 
so then, if you do that, then you will be Nikiime Hashemumi Yisrael. You will be clean. You will be innocent of any complaint from Hashem or from Yisrael. And then you can have the land that you desire for your inheritance. And then Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, Build for yourselves cities for your children, and enclosures for your sheep, and that which comes out of your mouth, meaning the plan that you have presented, you should do it. Rashi points out a small but important difference between the plan as it was presented by the children, by the Shvatim of God in Reuven, and Moshe Rabbeinu's response. Although it would seem that essentially Moshe Rabbeinu simply repeats what they said, but Rashi points out an important difference. Let's read the Rashi in Pesach Tes Zion. The Bnei God and the Bnei Reuven said that Gidrois, Gidrois, pardon me, Let's find it. Gidrei sign, enclosures for the for the sheep. We will build v'orim l'tapenu in cities for our children. Says Rashi, Chasim hoyu al mimoynom yoiser mibenehem uvenoisehem. They cared more about their property, about their sheep and cattle, than uh, than their own sons and daughters. Sheikdimu miknehem l'tapon because they put their possessions their sheep and cattle, before the tough, before the little children. They said, we will build enclosures for the sheep, and then we will build cities for our children. So that seems to show that in their minds, the more important thing is the, is the sheep and cattle. So Amar lehem Moshe, therefore Moshe said to them, no, not like that. Asua ikar ikar v'atofil tofil. That which is the main thing, the eager, make that the main thing. Biatofel, tofel, that which is secondary, make that secondary. Benulachem, tchila, arim, the tapchem. Rabbeinu said, build first cities for your children. And afterwards, you will build enclosures for your tsain, for your sheep. So Moshe Rabbeinu gave them some musar. Don't be so concerned about your sheep. Take care of your children first. The question I would like to raise is, is there any defense, is there any limud schus for the way that Reuven and God made their request? Were they simply insensitive to the importance of children and they really uh, considered their money to be more important than their than their families? Is that simply all? And Moshe Rabbeinu had to give them this, this Musar, or is there some way that we can understand that although it is true that Reuben and God were made some miscalculation over here, they, they were somewhat incorrect in their, in their weighing of the situation, but perhaps it was not so insensitive sensitive what they said. In order to approach this question, I think we need to take a look at a small, a very small difference between what B'nai God and Reuven said and what Moshe Rabbeinu said. There's really another very small difference, which Rashi also points out. In Pasuk Tez Zayin, when the B'nai God and Reuven are speaking, 
they talk about gidrois sign, fences or enclosures for the sheep. When Moshe Rabbeinu talks, he says it a little bit differently. He says, build for you cities for your for cities for your children, and fences, Now here the word sonaachem is an unusual word. The word for a flock of sheep is normally sain, sadi, aleph, nun. Here it would seem that the word is sadi, nun, aleph, and then the suffix of chem for your plural is added on. And Rashi comments on this difference, on Pasuk Chavdalet. Rashi says, Litzaynaachem, Tevazay, this word, Migizras Sainet Alafim Kulam. This word comes from the Gizra, from the root. It comes from this, it's the same word as we find in Tehillim, in Perikhes, Pasuk Ches, where the Pasuk says, Sainet Alafim Kulam. There the Pasuk is saying that a Kodesh Baruch who created the whole world, and he put it all in the hands of human beings, all different parts of the creation, including soneh va'alafim. The tsain, the sheep, and the alafim are the cattle. Only there, the word soneh is spelled sadi, nun, hey. Again, an unusual way of spelling it. Rashi says, she'ein alif mafsik may nun sadi. The word soneh, there in Tilim, does not have an aleph to separate between the nun and the tsadi. The alt now, it, the word is sonet, sadi nun hey. Now Rashi is saying that that word, sadi nun hey, is the same as the word that we find in, in, the, in the speech of Benegodim and Eruvain, sonachem. Now the word sonachem has an aleph, which the word in Tilim does not. But Rashi says, the aleph shabor kan achar hanun, the aleph that comes here in, in the word in, in Sefer Bamidbar, after the nun, bimkoim hey, it's in place of the hey in the word soneh. You never find, in, in I don't think ever, certainly not normally, you don't find in Lushen Kodesh a word that ends in hey and then has added on to them the suffix cha or chem. So the Pasuk would not have said soneh chem. Rather, that hey becomes an aleph and it is pronounced sonachem. So the word soneh, for sheep, which you find in Tillam, is the same word that we find here in, in the Chumash, Gederois uh, Litzayna Achem. Rashi says, From the, from the Sefer of the Rabbi Moshe Darshan, I learned this point. Now, here in Sefer Bamidbar, Rashi does not specify any real uh, meaning, any real difference in meaning between, between the words uh, tsoin, uh, that the Bnei God of Bnei Reuven said, and the word sonachem, that the Bnei God of Bnei Reuven said. However, if we go to Tehillim, Perikhes, Pasikhes, we will see that Rashi there does say that the word sign does not exactly mean the same thing as sign. Rashi says, says there, soneh, lushen, pu'ulahu. This is an expression of pu'ula, of industry. 
of a whole industry of shepherding. Similar to the words that we are learning here in, in Bamidbar. And then Rashi says, In Old French, this is called Oveldi, or uh, you'll have to forgive me, I don't pronounce even modern French very well, and certainly not Old French. There is a sefer called Nesivais Agam, written by a, a very great Talmud Chacham who just passed away a few years ago. And this, uh, this Talmud Chacham was an expert on the laws in Rashi, on the French foreign words that Rashi introduces into his commentary, and also on matters of diktuk and many other matters. And the Sefer Nesiva Sagam explains about this Rashi in Tehillim that the word sone or sonachem is koilel hamalachis and itzrochis the gidel sign. This includes all of the work that is necessary for the raising of sheep. The word sonachem does not merely mean a lot of sheep. It means the whole sheep herding industry. And similarly, we find in the famous Sefer, Moida the Bina, written by another a great expert in diktok from a few hundred years ago, Rav Wolf Heidenheim. He says also that the word sone, or like the word sonachem here in Bamidbar, is shem hapu'ula. It refers to the name of the whole operation of sheep herding. And here he puts in a German word, shofarai, which, according to my minimal knowledge, I would say it means the sheep raising industry. So, we do have a difference in meaning between the words sain and soneh, or sona'achem, yort soneh. Sain refers to a flock of sheep. Soneh is a more inclusive term, which includes everything involved in the sheep herding industry. The equipment, the enclosures, perhaps the dogs that are used to, to help herd the sheep, etc., etc. Everything that's involved in the operation. And based on this, perhaps we can find a limuzchus. We can find some uh, rectitude in what Bnei God Umeni Ruvain said. Bnei God Umeni Ruvain, when they thought about their tsoin, and remember they used the word tsoin, they were simply talking about sheep. They looked at their tsoin as being a relatively limited matter. It's true they, they, they had a lot of sign. They didn't think of it as being such a big deal. When they thought about building enclosures for their sign and then going across the Jordan River and helping everyone else establish their inheritance, they thought of that as a relatively limited operation. And therefore, they allowed themselves to put that need before the needs of their own children because they didn't think it's that important. It's like saying we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a drink and then we'll build cities for our, for our children and then we'll go across the Jordan River. So you wouldn't really, uh, it's not so terrible that they said we'll take a drink first. Yes, it might be so, but it might be more appropriate to, uh, to build cities for your children even before you take a drink. But it doesn't take very long to take a drink. They said we will build cities, we will build um, enclosures for the tzayn, for the sheep, it won't take long, and then we will build cities, fortified cities for our children, and then we'll go across the Arden. They use the word sign, which is limited, 
Moshe Rabbeinu used the word sona achem. The word sona, as we said, indicates a much bigger operation, a whole industry of shepherding. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu said, such a complex industry requires so many different things, different tools, different, different enclosures, different, uh, all kinds of different arrangements. You can't just do that before you take care of your children. That's, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a lack of priorities. Such a major undertaking. And uh, you can't wait to take care of your children before you finish that. You have to take care of your children first. Perhaps, and this is a big perhaps, but perhaps the reason why B'nai God of B'nai Ruvain sort of looked upon caring for the sheep as a small thing, whereas Moshe Rabbeinu looked upon it as a very large and complex operation, is because the B'nai God and the B'nai Ruvain, those people who were here in the Midbar, had never tended to sheep. First of all, those who had come out of Mitzrayim were all, had all passed away because of the Masa, because of the Cheta Egel, and because of the Cheta Maragnum, and, and other uh, tragedies, other calamities that had occurred in the Midbar. And their ancestors had been slaves in Mitzrayim for 210 years. So the Bnei God, Bnei Ruben really didn't understand how much work it takes. They didn't understand what a big operation it is to tend to many hundreds and thousands of sheep. Moshe Rabbeinu had in his own lifetime been a shepherd when he lived with his father-in-law, Yisrael. If we figure that they're now in the 40th year in the Midbar, and I believe that the, the, the whole time that Moshe Rabbeinu was in Mitzrayim performing the Makkas, I believe, was only one year. So it was only, only 41 years ago, but it was in his own lifetime that Moshe Rabbeinu had been a shepherd. He understood what a what a complex uh, operation it is to care for a large number of sheep, perhaps. In any case, we can find uh, some justification for what Bnei Godov and Ruven said. The reason they didn't put their children first is because they did not consider the shepherding that, that they did put first to be such a big deal. They thought that could be done quickly, and then they could have, immediately after that, they could care for their children. Meshur Rabbeinu, however, was Makbid. Meshur Rabbeinu said to them, no, no, no. Nothing comes, even a short thing, does not come before the care of your children. Good Shabbos. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.